series. Let me just make sure. Uh, how many know we're having to reset everything? And we just noticed, thank you, Gerald. Notice that on our announcements, when Tim was given the baptism, he said at the 11 a.m. service, there won't, it, it won't be 11 a.m. service in June. It's going to be a 10 a.m. service. So everybody say 10 a.m. And so make sure that's what Summer Reset is all about. It is for the months of June and July. And then the first Sunday in August, I believe if my memory serves me correctly, that is August 7th. We go back to the two services. But we are believing God that we get refreshed, that we regroup, and that we refire. But I want to do something right now. If you have a Summer Reset card, you can join me by holding it up. If you don't, just join me because I want us as a church to make this affirmation and we do this just to remind ourselves of who we are and what God has called us to do. So the words will be up on the screen. Here's the affirmation. We love God. We love people. We are reaching our community for Jesus. We are making a difference. We are helping people move from where they are to where God wants them to be. We are Faith Life Church. Listen, I want you to know who we are, what we do, and where we are going. And so thank you so much for being a part of what God is doing this summer and then heading into the fall. But right now, let's get into this message, Collide, and let me pray over it just before we do. Father, we just thank you that this morning, your word is going to bring life, and it's going to bring life. I thank you that it'll bring life and light to everyone who's receiving it, hearing it, and listening to it. Jesus, I thank you that you will help me deliver it in such a way that it will be pleasing to you. And Jesus, I know you're pleased when the people receive, when they're blessed, when, Lord, really, they're prepared to live in this world, not be shaken by this world, but to shake this world for good. And we thank you for helping us to do that in Jesus' name. Amen. Let me just say this about this series, Collide. In this series, really what we're wanting to do is we're wanting to teach you what the Bible says about how you can live in this world, how you can minister to this world, and how you can do that when your values are directly opposite of the world's values. Listen, we know that this is the truth. It's reality. It's the reality in which we live. Since the beginning of time, biblical values and the world's values have been on a collision course. They collide. They should collide. But here's the issue. Too much of us, or too many of us, too much of us, that, that could be a part of it, too, too much of us. Um, but too many of us sometimes don't withstand the impact. And instead of growing stronger in our faith, we're influenced by the world. And we let go of some of our values and we begin to adopt worldly values. Now, I'm going to get into some of those that you do today because I know some of us think, oh, not me. Yes, all of us. And so in this series, Collide, I believe the Lord's going to empower you so that you can stand firm so that you don't feel like, gosh, am I the only one who believes like this? Remember, Elijah said, Lord, I'm the only one. And sometimes we can feel that way. And if we begin to 
uh, get too much into the world, sometimes we let our faith falter. And we need to remain strong in faith. And our world needs us to be who God's called us to be. They need to see us as light, as salt, not shaken by what's going on. And so let's get into this message today. I've titled this message, Transformed. And I, I want to share with you the power of being transformed and how as we allow God to transform us, we will not only survive any impact that occurs, but we will thrive and then we will minister to the world in which we live. But let's go back to our text that's found in Second Timothy. And this is Paul writing to the young minister, Timothy. This is his letter to Timothy. And so let's read Second Timothy chapter 3, verses 1 and 2. Here's what Paul wrote. You should know this, Timothy, that in the last days there will be very difficult times. For people will love only themselves and their money. They will be boastful and proud, scoffing at God, disobedient to their parents, and ungrateful. They will consider nothing sacred. Now, now we said that even though Paul wrote that letter to this young minister 2,000 years ago... We can see this in our world today. There's difficult times. Wow, have we been through some difficult times? People love themselves. Man, just look on social media. How many pictures of themselves do they put out there? Me too. And I tell you this, sometimes, listen, uh, here's the truth. You know why sometimes I post a picture of myself? Because y'all like the pictures more than when I just speak a truth. I get a hundred likes when I post a picture with my family or me in it. If I just put out a scripture, I get five. <laughs> and, and that's not all wrong. The truth is we do like to see each other. We do like, you know, there's something about, you know, pictures. I love to see your family too. But, but now listen, I mean, you look out on social media though, the anger. And then it says also, Paul told Timothy, they're going to scoff at God and hold nothing sacred. Hmm. Wow. Paul was saying to Timothy, you should know this. And so last week we looked at the truth that knowledge, knowing this, knowing what the Bible teaches about how the world is going to become and how it is, that knowledge prepares us for the impact. We could just say this, knowledge of the upcoming collision with the world prepares us, helps prepare us for the impact. Now, now let me share it this way. We all feel that collision, or the results of that collision. So, sometimes I, I collide with the world when I'm watching the news. Because what they're calling good is evil. What is happening in the world, I think, who could really think that way? Hmm. 
But knowing that the world's values are going to be opposite of my Christ values, Christ-like values, then that helps me prepare for the impact that I'm not shaken, I'm not surprised, I'm not caught off guard. No, I know that the world is going to espouse ungodly things. And not only are they going to embrace them, they are going to laugh at those who embrace godly values. Hmm. And so it prepares me. I'm not surprised or shaken. Just this past week, I was... Now, I'm saddened. I'm disappointed. Sometimes I'm I'm even a little taken aback at how far they go. For instance, I heard uh, someone sharing this last week about... It wasn't in our state, thank God. But in another state, in kindergarten... They showed a picture of a color sheet, and it was a gender unicorn for kindergartners, sharing with them that you can be male, you can be female, or you can choose what you want to be, either one or, you know, I guess the new word now is binary. And they were teaching this to kindergartners. How many of you know little kindergartners are just trying to figure out who they are? You don't need to put more confusion in them. But, but that's the world. God created us male and female. Now, that's not to say that some people may not struggle with their body. The truth is, I've never struggled with my gender, but I have struggled with a couple things about this body that I really like different. But just because I struggle doesn't mean that I'm not who God created me to be. We've got to... Now, now listen, as the church, though, we cannot devalue their struggle, but we cannot help them if we don't stand with the truth and say, you are beautiful, you are created male, you are created female, and God can help you with the struggle. We've got to be light in the darkness. We've got to do it with love. But that's that collision. And sometimes I think, oh, God, I'm colliding. And I think about our young people. Hmm. Now, we also learned last week when it comes to preparing for the impact, we learned how valuable truth is. The truth found in God's word. Now listen to Jesus' prayer. And this is still all review. I got to get into today's message. But uh, John 17, 15 to 18. This is what Jesus prayed. And I want you to hear how he's praying about truth. Jesus said, I'm not asking you to take them out of the world. He's talking to God about his disciples, about us. He said, but I am asking that you keep them safe from the evil one. They don't belong to the world just as I don't belong to the world. Make them ready for your service through your truth. Your teaching is truth. I have sent them into the world just as you sent me into the world. Let me say this. We prepare for impact and are ready to make an impact as we come to know God through the truth of his word. Mm. Truth is powerful. Don't ever let anybody get you to walk away from the truth. 
When you walk away from the truth, you lose the freedom that the truth brings. The world would try to tell us that the Bible does not bring freedom. It brings restrictions. Religion brings restrictions. The Bible brings freedom. Now, now let me say, just so we're clear on this, I'm free to take all the drugs I want to take. I'm free. Come on. The truth is, because Jesus changed me, I don't want to take any drugs. I'm free. I'm free. It's not like... Now, again, good sense would tell you not to take drugs. Good sense would tell you not to get drunk. Good sense would tell you not to spend... Oh, 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 you ready for this one? Y'all get ready. Not spend too much on that credit card. Come on, I'm free. I'm free. Now, let's talk about the transformation now. Because what God wants to do for us and how we walk in freedom and how we live in this world and prosper is that we allow God to transform us. Romans chapter 12, verse 2. It says, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Really what Paul was writing to the church in Rome. He was writing to them and telling them, don't be a copy Don't copy the world's lifestyle, the world's behavior, the way the world does things. Don't be a copycat. Now, that word also there is conform. But let me just give you the definition of this word copy. It it literally means to conform. It means to fashion or shape one thing like another. Don't shape your life, your family, like the world does. It's not going to work. Can I just be real bold if that's okay? okay. Because I I need to speak the truth to you because you need to know the truth. That means you don't live together if you're not married. Now, if you are, there's no condemnation. Just get it right. And here's the truth. Can I just tell you this? It just makes sense. Don't ever live with somebody that you're not willing to marry. My lands. Now, I'm not making light. We love you. And we, we have people that are in that condition. And we love them. But we love them enough, too, to speak the truth to them. Because I'm tired of broken Christians. And that they're broken again and again and again. Now, we need to get messy. We need to get in there and help people. But we are at this church. We have small groups. We have other ways for you to get help. But i got to ask your pastor. Sometimes i got to feed you spinach. Not just cheesecake. Not just French fries. Most kids, you know, when they're growing up, one parent told me, yeah, my kids' diet, if they had their way, would be macaroni and French fries at every meal. Macaroni and cheese and French fries at every meal. 
Now, now listen, the word conform is also defined this way. To conform one's mind and character to another's pattern. Mm, has to do with your mind, your character. Now, I'll just put it out like this. To conform is to allow the values of the world to influence us. Now, also understand that every time the Bible says don't, it's because we have a wonderful, loving, heavenly father who cares about his kids. If you are a parent, how many times have you said don't? And why did you say don't? You said don't because you loved your kids and you knew that if they did what you told them don't do, it would not turn out well. I just say this. God knows that to conform to the world's values, copy their behavior, adopt their morals, leads to brokenness, pain, and steals the life he has planned for us. Don't let religion, don't let somebody else tell you that God's harsh. He's trying to take something from you that life won't be fun if you serve Jesus. No, you will miss out on a lot of things. You'll, you'll miss out on some sickness, some pain, some brokenness, come on, some diseases. You miss out on a lot. Now, here's the other thing we need to know when it comes to don't conform. If we're not going to conform, we're going to have to resist. If you don't resist the world, you will find yourself being influenced by their values. Listen to James 4, 7. It says, So humble yourselves before God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Now, for a minute, let's just look at what does it mean to humble ourselves before God. To humble ourselves is simply to acknowledge, you ready? God is right. God is right. You may need to go to God and say, God, I was wrong. You were right. Listen, God is always right. That's what humility does. It acknowledges the truth in his word. How he's like, God is always right. He has his best. He is looking out for your best interest. God is right. But we humble ourselves and then we resist the enemy. There's an enemy. Now listen, this is why the world's values can affect you if you don't resist. Because we're talking about this world system. We're talking about the enemy at work. And there's an enemy who constantly works to influence us. He wants us to realign our values with the world's. And his goal is to ruin our lives. That's his goal. Think about the word resist. It literally means to fight against or oppose. Now, we don't fight and oppose people. We fight and we oppose values and morals. It means to withstand the force or effect of. Now, now we talk about resisting. So can we, can we have a little Star Wars fun here? Uh, let me just say this. We must join the resistance 
or we'll find ourselves going to the dark side. Can, can you put up Lo Yoda there? Now, he looks cute, but I guarantee you, the angels that you are teaming up with do not look cute. They look powerful and mighty. But listen, you've got to join the resistance. You've got to resist the values and the spirit of the world. And let me give you just some practical examples. Finances. The world tells you, go ahead and charge it. You deserve it. You need the new phone. You need the new car. Well, your neighbors have a new car. They went into debt, and they seem to be doing okay. They got a boat, so we might as well go into debt. No, that's not what God says. God says that our life does not consist in the abundance of things. God is right. Now, God doesn't mind you having things, but he doesn't want you to go into debt so far that then the debt begins to weigh you down. Mm. We already talked about relationships. The world would tell you that sex outside of marriage is okay and not harmful. That's not God. That's not what God says. God and God is always right. God says sex is most enjoyable and safest with, when done within the bonds of marriage. Hmm. Somebody says, the world says, oh, no, just live with them if you love them. You know, just live with them. I, I, no pun intended, but can I say it this way? Liar, liar, pants on fire. <laughs> Did you ever say that when you were a kid growing up? Come on. If we don't resist, we can be swayed. We can begin to move over to the dark side. Why go back? from what we were rescued from. Listen to Colossians 1.13. And this is God speaking about you, his kids. Colossians 1.13. For he has rescued us from the kingdom of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his dear son. Wow. We were rescued from the darkness. The devil always deals in darkness. He is the dark side. Hmm. Now, let's go back, and we've talked about not conforming, but let's talk about being transformed. Go back to Romans 12, 2. Let me read this again, and we're going to get into what it means to be transformed. Paul said, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Now let's look at the definition of the word transformation. The word transformation literally means to change into another form comes from the two words meta implying change and morphe coming from the word form we get our word metamorphosis a caterpillar becoming a butterfly you could put, say it this way we were trans oh, oh let me read another definition of transformation real quick it means to change the essence of to change the moral character for the better. Only God can do that. The Bible says the devil can change and appear as an angel of light, but that's outside. He can't change anybody's heart for good inside. Only God can do that. God did that when we came to Christ. Listen to this. 
We were transformed when we received Jesus as Savior. We became a brand new person, God's workmanship. Let me show you another cute picture that really depicts this well. You put up my little picture of the butterfly. Here the butterfly gets stopped by a cop. It's, it's a little hazy there. Hope you could see it. This is an old photo. Come on. Come on, folks. That's an old photo. Don't let the devil tell you that's who you are. That's an old photo. Some of you, I can hear you saying that. The devil's going to come to you and go. But now listen to transformation. Transformation begins at the new birth and is an ongoing process throughout our spiritual lives. The Bible puts it this way. We go from faith to faith, from glory to glory. Hmm. The way we thrive in a world headed for destruction, the way we protect ourselves from the influence of evil is to allow God to continue to transform us. You say, Pastor Jane, how do I know the transformation is taking place? Well, if you're married, just ask your spouse. They'll tell you. (laughs) But honestly, I'm just kind of joking there. Really, here's what Paul says. It says, as you are transformed, you'll begin to experience what God wants for you. The good, the perfect, the pleasing will of God. We know we are being transformed when we begin to experience God's will. Can I say this about God's will? Make sure we're all on the same page. God's will is for us to enjoy a good life. Not a problem-free life, but a prosperous one. But we need the transformation to enjoy that life. Now, transformation is a process. In fact, we could say this is kind of like a spiritual makeover. Have you ever seen those before and after pictures? Mm. But Paul teaches us the transformation process. I don't have time to really get into this totally today. and We've taught on it in years past, but I definitely want to get into it a little bit, talking about transformation. And here's the process. It's our thought life. We could say this. Nothing changes until our thinking changes. Come on, nothing changes until our thinking changes. God transforms us as we allow him to change the way we think. How does God change our thoughts? God changes our thoughts with his words. You you can change. You know what I I have on this outfit? But today I could go home and look in my closet. There are plenty of outfits. (laughs) I could change. Mm Mm-hmm. And I'd look different completely. I could change. Well, we can change. We can change the way we think for the way God thinks. Come on. How many of us, we want to think like God. Now, listen to this. God shares his thoughts with us through his word. His word has the power to transform. Hmm. 
That's how we're transformed. That's how after we come to Christ and we're a brand new creature in Christ, we still need our mind renewed to walk and live in this world and prosper. And we do it through this transformation. Listen to Psalm 119, verse 105. And this is the psalmist talking. And here's what he says of the word. It says, your word is a lamp to guide my feet and a light for my path. Wow. The word of God is light. That's how God transforms us is he shines light on our thinking. We were thinking this way, but it was heading, we were heading in darkness. We didn't even know we were living in darkness. We didn't even know we had that stinking thinking and that attitude, but we began to get into the word of God and all of a sudden light came. Like, and then all of a sudden, we know which way to go in this world because we cannot depend upon the world to tell us how to live. We can't find life, true life, true joy, have a wonderful marriage, a wonderful family, be a wonderful, fulfilled single, uh, accomplish what we're called to accomplish in life, know our purpose. We cannot do that without the light of God's word. And his light transforms us and makes us who he's called us to be. The enemy loves to keep us in the dark, to limit our thinking. We're constantly bombarded with worldly ideas and ideals and values. Can can I describe them for you? Anxious thoughts, fearful thoughts, depression weighing us down. But there is an alternative. God wants to light our way with his word. Now now know this. While God does the transformation, he says, let God transform you. You you can't transform yourself. I know some of you have been trying to transform some other people. (laughs) Let it go. Let them go. Come on. God does the transformation through the power of his word. The Holy Spirit is called the spirit of truth. But we have to turn on the light. Some of you are in a dark room. But you need to open your Bible. Light comes from the truth of God's word. Hmm. Here's my question. Is there light in your life? Or is there enough light? Are you reading your Bible? Are you giving place to the word of God in your thoughts? Are you listening to podcasts instead of worldly junk? Worship songs. Can I tell you, there's a lot of junk food out there. Just this past week, you'll probably smile at this, snicker a little when I tell you this, but just this past week, I was just feeling heavy and, you know, just being weighed down a little bit. 
and um, just about some things here, about some church, some things I would like to see reach more people. And um, I was feeling a little, just feeling the weight of leadership, but it was, I was kind of letting it get to me, beginning to kind of judge myself a little. And anyway, I got in my car and I listened to quite a few podcasts. I'm more of a podcast because uh, I'm a teacher. So give me a teaching. And I, I know some of y'all have worship music. This morning I was trying to find one. I thought, man, this iTunes, I can't stand it. I can't find anything. I finally gave up and put on my podcast. <laughs> but it's because I'm not in it enough. And so you do what works for you. But I got in the car and I'd been listening to this podcast on leadership. But, you know, it'll just go to the next one because it was through with that one. And the next one, I subscribe to Faith Life Church Podcast. And so... Um, my podcast came up and it was the one on hope and to be overflowing with hope about an expectation for your future and that God will give you that hope for the future. So, you know, I'm driving, so I just left the podcast on and I do listen to my message sometimes because I need to critique myself. Come on, if I'm, I'm saying stuff that's dumb, I want to know it and <laughs> let the Holy Spirit correct me or if I can say it better, you know, so I do listen to the messages. But this time I was just listening and I, t- I preached myself happy. I thought, you go, Pastor Jane. That's right. I need to listen to you more often. Because it was the Word of God. And I had allowed some darkness to come in to just weigh heavy on me. And then all of a sudden, when I listened to the Word, light came. And God really began to transform me. I, I, I want to change. I needed to change the way I was thinking about that. Come on. Some of you need to turn on the light. I got to wrap this up. Let me talk for just a moment as we close about the power of light. Because light is life. And there's life and light in God's word. Listen, speaking about Jesus, John 1, 4, it says, The word gave life to everything that was created. And his life brought light to everyone. The light shines in darkness and the darkness can never extinguish it. Wow, you want life? You want to experience joy, peace, contentment, fill, fulfill God's purpose for your life, do well, your family do well, then get the light that's in the Word of God. God's Word is light, and His light brings life. Transformation equals Life. Instead of being conformed, God wants to transform us because it's only as we are transformed by the life that's in his word and the light that's in his word that we can prosper in a dark world. Come on. Think about the laser light. My husband works with lasers. He works for a engineering company and they do a lot of things with laser but but you know man has taken light that god created and they have created a laser which is this just intense beam that can do amazing things i I mean those lasers can literally cut a diamond they can cut through material 
they do surgeries, delicate surgery with laser. That's the power of light. Don't you think if man can do that with what God created, don't you think when you open up the word of God and you receive it, that God can do some amazing things. He can transform you. He can change the way you think. And all of a sudden, you're going to be a brand new person living a brand new life. And you're going to experience the good, the pleasing, and the perfect will of God. It's dark all around you, but you are living in the light. Wow, that's transformation. And then we can be light to the world. We can be salt to the world. Come on, when we keep the light of his word in our mind's eye, we can see clearly, think clearly, even in a dark world. By turning on and tuning into the light of God's word, we overcome darkness. Let me end with this. John twelve forty six. Jesus said, I have come as a light to shine in this dark world so that all who put their trust in me will no longer remain in the dark. Hmm. As your church, I want you to know that we have given you tools, light tools. We have on our website, you can go back tomorrow and you can watch this message. You can subscribe to the podcast and Get that podcast playing in your car. You can receive the daily wisdom. Just go out to the website, go up to the top. I know I've been mentioning that a lot lately, but I just worked on June's. It's not something I take lightly. I spend time, I pray about those daily wisdom. Along with that daily wisdom is a Bible reading plan. It doesn't matter. You didn't start with us at the beginning. Pick up now. Come on, I've given you tools. I've given you flashlights. That's what we need to do as your church. We have small groups. Let me just close with this. We don't want you in the dark. Turn on the light and line your thoughts up with God's word. As we read, think on, and speak God's word, God transforms us and we overcome the world. We're not overwhelmed by what's happening in the world. We overcome it by being transformed Let me just say this, which wraps up everything we've learned today. The light of God's word overcomes darkness and transforms us by changing the way we think. Amen. Did you get something out of that today? I pray that you did.